Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Countdown to Infinity. This is episode five. Uh, I am James, and I was at a concert last night, and I, I screamed real good, and my voice is a little hoarse, and I, I apologize. But I'm here to talk about a movie with Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, James. How, how are you doing? Well, my voice isn't as hoarse. So we were, I'm doing all we right. Were hanging out, we were hanging out in person like 24 hours ago. I know. We should have just like recorded in person. Well. Although I was a little busy. And, you were, yeah, you had other obligations at the time. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but hey, we're back. Uh, episode five. I'm excited. This week we're talking about uh, the very first Captain America movie. Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, this this one came out uh, July nineteenth. Nope, July twenty second, two thousand eleven, uh, which is pretty sweet. That was a that was a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else we got here? Uh, directed by uh, Joe Johnson. That's right. Um, based on uh, Mister Captain America's by uh, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. True. Um, Mister Chris Evans, top Tommy Lee Jones. Um, that that dude uh, who was in the Matrix, and then he was in uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings. Hugo Weaving. There you go. <laughs> I was going to see if you're going to name the actor. It was not apparent to me that that was a question, but <laughs> all right, sweet. Yeah, that was a question. Here's another question, Matt. Uh, what is Captain America's birthday? What is Captain America's birthday? Yeah. Do you know when Captain America was born? I. The fourth of July. You're you are right. But what year? Hmm. Don't look it up. Don't cheat. Hmm. I'm not looking it up. I'm just thinking it out. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, he would have been in his mid twenties, early thirties, in the like nineteen forty two. For the Second World War, so nineteen twenty something. Get rid of the something, and you got it right. Oh, just actually nineteen twenty. Yeah, apparently uh, born nineteen twenty, uh, July fourth, which oh. I love. I love the detail of of Cap being born on Independence Day. Yeah, well, that's if, that's all because of course he yeah. was. Ugh. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. This is uh, this is number five. In uh, the MCU, we are getting real close to the end of Phase 1, which I'm really excited about. Next week. Um, yeah, next week we talk about the very first Avengers movie, which felt really does not feel like it was as long ago as it actually was. Yeah. That movie is almost six years old, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but hey, that's next week. This week, let's talk about Captain America. Matt, what, what happened in this movie? Let's run it down. All right, so... In Captain America, the first Avengers, we meet Steve Rogers, who, at the beginning of the movie, is encountered frozen in the Arctic ice sheet somewhere over the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, Then we flash back to 1942, where we are introduced to scrawny little Steve Rogers, who has been desperately trying to join the war effort and help defend America and the ideals it stands for in the European theater, fighting the Nazis, but he's asthmatic and he's small, and he's kind of frail, and he's not very strong, and he keeps flunking out. So he he goes from city to city and tries to falsify his 
uh, enlistment papers and gets constantly failed and and cannot go. And his best friend Bucky Barnes has uh, is shipping out overseas tomorrow, and so they they head out to uh, the World's Fair and uh, cruise around, take in the sights, and while there. Steve decides to give it one more go and uh, heads into the recruitment office at the World's Fair, where he is overheard by Dr. Uh, Abraham Erskine uh, talking about how it he feels like it's his duty to enlist, because even though he's small and, and scrawny, he doesn't feel like he has any less right to lay down his life in defense of his nation and the ideals that he believes are right. And so uh, Dr. Erskine uh, allows him to enlist and become part of a secret program uh, known as the Super Soldier Program. So he heads off to uh, training camp where he proves that he is a little smarter than the other recruits and a little braver than the other recruits and uh, a little more you know, go-getting and 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 humble and driven than the other recruits. And uh, so the, the drill sergeant is played by Tommy Lee Jones and Dr. Erskine agree that he is the obvious choice to become Captain America or their new super soldier. So they take him off as their first experimental subject. They pump him full of super serum. They uh, blast him with Vita rays and... He becomes very strong and big and noble, and uh, the the experiment is a success. But there is a German spy among the visitors to this experiment. Uh, Dr. Erskine is shot, and uh, Steve runs off to capture the guy who, uh, it turns out, is part of Hydra and, uh, and kills himself with a cyanide capsule. So Hydra is the Advanced Weapons and Research Division of uh of the nazis and uh it is headed by uh johann schmidt also known as the red skull and uh he is in the process of coming up with a whole bunch of weapons based on the tesseract an ancient magical norse relic that he found in norway and he has created essentially a series of doomsday weapons uh that he is going to use to wipe out basically everybody He's going to wipe out the U.S. He's going to wipe out the Nazis. He's decided that he has got world domination on the mind, and he's going to use the the backing of the Nazis to take control of the world. So um, at this point, Steve is the only successful super soldier. They can't make any more because Dr. Erskine's dead. Um, The Allies are having some troubles in Europe, what with uh, the Red Skull's weapons, but they believe that Steve is too valuable to send into battle, so they put him on the USO tour, and he goes around selling war bonds. In the meantime, Bucky goes on a mission and is declared missing in action. Steve hears about this on his USO tour, and against orders, leads a rescue mission, rescues Bucky, uh, is ultimately deployed by the US or by the US military as their new secret weapon in Europe. Uh, he puts together the Howling Commandos of Dum uh, Dum Dugan, Gabe Jones, Jim Morita, James Montgomery Fallsworth, and Jacques Dernier, and uh, they go around attacking all the known Hydra bases. This comes to a head when they ultimately uh, do go up against the Red Skull. The Red Skull deploys his Valkyrie, the, the giant airplane full of little smart bombs driven by Hydra soldiers, and uh, 
he gets in a fight. He defeats the Red Skull. The Red Skull uh, picks up the Tesseract and is either uh, vaporized or sucked into the cosmos. We're not quite sure. And Steve decides that he has to bravely sacrifice his life to put the Valkyrie down before it gets over North America and puts all of the U.S. at risk. So he crashes it in the Arctic, and uh, that is how he ended up frozen. And Hooray. I have the subplot I have missed here is the uh, Peggy Carter subplot where yes. he hit the, the like British secret agent who has been sort of like his handler through all this that he's fallen in love with and had a date with at the end of the movie, but he had to miss the date by crashing the plane. No. No. No true love for Captain America. Nope. Sadly not. <laughs> oh, well. That's too bad. I don't um, know. Maybe in the future he'll meet her, her niece or something. That's fair. So uh, this is definitely, uh, for me at least, uh, was not a movie that I remembered a all too well, um, and not super fondly. And I mean, I think that's going to be sort of that was that's sort of the the norm when it comes to these Phase One films. It's been a while since I've seen them all. Uh, it's easy to forget some of them, but having now rewatched all of them now. Uh, with the exception of the Avengers, which I've seen at least a dozen times. So that one is very clearly, you know, in my head. Um, man, this was a good movie. I really, really liked this movie. I, re- I liked it a lot more than I remember liking it. I don't remember liking it as much as I, 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 as I do now, which is, I don't know. Hmm. I, th- I think a huge part of it uh, is, uh, is the cast. Oh yeah, um, I think the casting in this movie is is the best casting uh, that a we have seen to date in the MCU, and I think it's probably in terms of casting one of the best cast movies of all of them. Oh yeah, um, I I agree almost completely. The only exception is maybe Tony himself, but Iron Man as a whole is not as well cast as this movie. No, um, it's not even close. Like, like I cannot Chris Evans. Tony Stark is uh, Robert Downey Jr., but I I cannot picture anybody but Chris Evans as Captain no. America now. Like he he embodies Captain America to me in a way that like he's just such a nice guy in like real life. <laughs> yeah, I, like he almost does. Like I don't know it. it to- Robert Downey Jr. rubbed off on Marvel Comics a bit. Captain America has rubbed off on Chris Evans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would 100% agree with that. Um, and yeah, I I could not imagine anybody else playing the role of this Captain America. Like I understand in in you know the weird world weird weird world of comics that other people are Captain America, but he is uh, Steve Rogers. Absolutely, 100. Um, but but then you have your you just have this incredible supporting cast. Tommy Lee Jones, um, I love Tommy Lee Jones. I love Tommy Lee Jones in literally almost everything he does, and I think he's fantastic in this. And I would love to see them, uh, you know, bringing that character back somehow, some way. I was really excited for uh, when it was announced that uh, Peggy Carter was getting her own TV show. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, man, I, I I do not expect him to be a series regular. Like we're talking about 
we're talking about Tommy Lee Jones. Like this guy's a huge act, a huge name Hollywood actor, um, and probably isn't super interested in doing this TV show. But I would love a cameo. And as far as I know, we never got one. Yeah. Um. I I I don't actually think I ever finished Peggy Carter, but I feel like I would have heard if Tommy Lee Jones had come back. But he was fantastic. Uh, Hugo Weaving as Red Skull again. I love Hugo Weaving. Uh, I think he's brilliant, and I think he did a great job with the Red Skull. Yep. Um, it's not like I mean, it's it's the same as all the other, you know. Well, I, I don't want to say it's the same as all the other Marvel Marvel uh, bad guys, but they're not tremendously deep characters. You know, we've talked about, with the exception of um, uh, Loki. Loki, uh, and that's not really much different here. Um, it's just a. It's just a dude hell bent on power. Yeah. Um, but he was really good. Um, Haley Atwell is as Peggy Carter, amazing, and obviously so because they gave her own damn TV show for yep. a few seasons, which was great. Yep. Um, uh, I agree that. Uh, so when you were saying, were you talking about the casting of Robert Downey Jr. as? Tony Stark, or um, were you actually talking about Dominic Cooper at playing Howard Stark? Oh, like Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark is great, but no, no, no. I like like the the exception in Iron Man is like Robert Downey Jr. was brilliantly cast as Tony Stark, but yeah. he's like the one character in that in that movie that you're like, oh, they couldn't have cast anyone else. Whereas this yeah. movie, it's just like all the way down the casting list every part is like oh they couldn't have cast anybody else yeah um, and that brings me well there's just one more person uh we can move before uh we can move on or before you can start you can chat about this too but um one of i i honestly i would probably be willing to put stanley tucci in like my top five actors of all time list mm. um i think he's amazing and i love every single thing he does and it's no different here, and it just makes me sad that it wasn't a bigger, longer part, but it it fills me with so much glee that he played such an important role uh, in this film, and man, I love, I, I love me, my uh, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, he's, he's so great good. in this. He's, yeah. he's, like, the moral core behind Steve Rogers in this movie, yeah. and, like, that's that's an important part. Uh, I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Um. I guess so. What did you like overall? I guess let's just chat overall. What did you think of the movie? Has it been a while since you've seen it last? Or it has. And so I like. I quite like the character of Captain America. Um, yeah. The the later Captain America movies are among my favorite films in the entire MCU, um, at least as it stands currently. Um, I. I like Chris Evans is my favorite part of the MCU. I I could basically gush about him all day. He's great. Um but this movie again like similarly to you, my memory of it wasn't super super fond. Um I think the first two acts of this movie are like top notch. The third act didn't work very well for me when i saw it the first time uh, there's another one where i came into the theater it was like well there was a lot good in that movie i enjoyed it it was an 8 out of 10 i guess maybe a 7.5 um but i i never really bought the whole like well i need to crash the plane 
It's right. like, okay, but you're in control of the plane and there's nobody else on the plane and that like the bombs aren't going to go off. They're yeah. piloted. So just land the plane. Right. Um, and so that, that put a damper on my enjoyment of that. Like I just didn't buy the third act really at all. Um, mm-hmm. and so, or at least the, the, like the climax and the, the, the resolution of the film at all. Um, but I've softened on it a bit. I like, I, I watched it again and it was like, yeah, that's not as big a problem for me anymore. It had to happen. So, they could have found a better I, way to do it, but it doesn't yeah, kill so, the movie for me. I guess the thing that um, it's less for me, it's less about um, the the crashing of the plane and more about and this this still actually pissed me off when I watched it again is that he, he crashes a plane and then you move on. You continue with the story and they go and find the Tesseract. They find this tiny little cube. Oh, but they in explain the ocean. It. Well, yeah, but you're telling me that you you can't go and also find a pretty giant plane where you have a good idea of where he crashed. Well, they they like, keep you, looking, you would, but the yeah. the line in the movie is like, "Well, the energy signature ends here," so it's clear that they're like following the energy trail to where they think the plane is not realizing that the end, like the Tesseract I, has fallen off the plane at that point. Um, I suppose. I, I and guess it's like anger... this big, powerful relic. So it makes sense that sure. it would be giving off a huge amount of energy versus a, That's a powered down plane. Right. I, I, I will acknowledge that, but I, it, it does, it does feel a little lazy to just be like, well, the energy signature ends here and that's, I guess it. Right? Yeah, like I, it's just like no, you could probably go find him. Yeah, like go south of your, there. He's probably he's your, yeah, yeah. He's your damn super super soldier. You're gonna go look for him, kind of thing. Uh, but eh, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So like, I have a few gripes about this movie. The end being one of them. Um, the other thing. So like, I love the Rocketeer. I think the Rocketeer is a great movie, and it's same director. Uh, in this as the Rocketeer and you can see like these two movies are clearly family Um, but that leads to like with the budgets being what they were and the directorial style being what they were it leads to all the coolest action scenes in this movie happen in a montage and you don't see them yeah, that's true, actually. Like, the whole second yeah. second act action scenes where it's like, oh, Captain America's going going around and blowing up all these bases and doing Captain America things, and you get to see him, like, punch one dude and jump off a tank and, yep. like, ride a motorcycle in slow motion. And it happens in montage. And it feels to me like in this movie they didn't have a good idea how to depict Captain America being like powerful but not too powerful and so they like when they do show him doing something cool there's often like a slow-mo effect but they don't go full Zack Snyder with it um and so that the hits they have impact but they don't have as much impact as they would like by the time the Rousseau's take over with um uh Winter Soldier like the opening action scene of that movie where he's putting down the guys in the boat, like every hit just sucks the wind out of the room. 
Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, like, I remember gasping in the theater when he, like, kicked the guy with, like, kicked the shield into the guy or whatever. And, like, yeah. they figured it out between this movie and that one. But this one feels a little cheap on those special effects and, like, it, like al- almost, like, they did just didn't know what to do. Um, right. And it, the movie is still good. Like, the story works really well. Um, I, like, I find the emotional impact. So, like, I don't buy the scenario very well, but I find the emotional impact of, like, when Steve is crashing the plane and he's having the conversation with Peggy about how, like, they're going to meet up for their... He's like, can I get a rain check on that dance? It's like, yeah, yeah, it, you know, uh, we'll we'll go a week from Saturday, so you better, you better not miss it. Um, right. And, like, he crashes midway through his final sentence. Like, that's a really good emotional scene that's like tragic and has emotional weight and the story is all there um it just doesn't like the the effects in this movie don't hold up as well and it it feels sort of a little off balance as a result of that so like whereas like kenneth branagh awesome choice for director for thor like absolutely perfect this one i feel like they almost went a little too low budget with their director and they like it was a good idea in terms of like getting that sort of 1940s pulp action uh war movie yeah period piece going on but it didn't quite work for me as like an execution on the the action capabilities of the character um yeah I, so, i'd be curious to know if those were um you know decisions made like it does it it does feel a little bit different than uh than both Iron Man's and even Thor and obviously I think I think a lot has to do with the fact that it was set in the night the you know 98% of the film takes place in in 1942 or whatever um I, I I'd be curious to know if that's maybe a direction they thought about going if they they said to themselves you know this is an this is a movie that takes place in the past and not the present and maybe we can we should tone it down a little bit because of that maybe because it it doesn't feel it you know i introduced the 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 new segment last week like what's your favorite gag and what's your favorite silly part and there aren't as many in this captain america yeah there are very few and they're they're not like gaggy for no they're not they're they're just sort of they're they're so, sort of they're very old school kind of like oh haha mm-hmm. kind of things which is really interesting yeah um and i like i i just kind of have to feel like that was a choice that they made but i don't know if that was necessarily the right choice yeah it it definitely feel like it does have the like 1940s pulp adventure feel yeah. but it could have stood to go a little more indiana jones Yes, I agree with that. And like, it just feels a little over conservative, uh, in terms of like what they're depicting, and yeah. uh, and like it works. It it's not a bad movie by any stretch. I'm being hard no. on it, but only by comparison to the later Captain America movies, which I think both yes. are all aces. I, yeah, um, I don't. I, that's almost unfair. Yeah, like, uh, but like, yeah. it's good. It's good. I like it. I enjoyed it. I was thoroughly enjoying myself watching it. Also, the movie is basically entirely worth it for Star Spangled Man. 
Like, yes. if nothing else, I remember, like, in the lead-up to this movie, uh, the announcement came out that there was, like, a full musical number in the middle of this film, and, like, the fanboy set went nuts. Like, yeah. well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they do this? They're going to ruin Captain America. That scene is gold. The whole thing, yeah. beginning to end, is fabulous. I love it. It's really good. It's honestly, like, I, I mean, this would be a good time to chat about your favorite sort of gag part. We just mentioned it. And to be honest... Like that entire scene kind of it kind of works for your for me at yeah. least as my favorite kind of silly moment of the film um, because yeah it can you think what were some of the others like um, so like I literally I think my favorite one so it, I again I have a couple but I think the one that stands out in my mind is my favorite is um, where's my helmet yes when he grabs the the a helmet like. That's just yeah. good. That's that's like a great setup for how he ended up with the blue helmet with the A on it. And it just like, it's cute. And it it works really well. Like, that's just a good joke. Yep. Um, I also really love, like, at the, the super soldier creation, uh, Peggy, like, reaching out to touch his chest really tentatively and then pulling away, like, realizing what she's doing. Yeah. Um. Like, that's just a great little character moment, but it, it also is quite funny. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of when he, he gets his shield, like the real one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and shows it to Peggy. And she's like, hey, what you think? And she just picks up that gun and unloads. Yeah. Ugh. Peggy is a stone-cold badass in this movie. Yeah, like, absolutely she is. She is so good. I... It is not a surprise at all that they gave her her own TV show because just, man, did did, did Haley Atwell ever knock this out of the park. Yeah. Um, like, the character is good, uh, but the performance just completely sells it. And, yeah. uh, like, the, the interaction between Steve and Peggy throughout the movie is really good. Um, I like the bit early on oh uh, one of the other gags that stands out to me is in the the first chase after he's a super soldier when he he picks up the car door to block the bullets and it's got the little star on the front and yes. it's like the first yeah, instance yeah, yeah. of proto shield yeah. that's really good um but i really like it when he's like he's running out and peggy has like shot a dude through a car window at a hundred yards the car has like spun around is driving her down on the street and cap like runs out to save the day, not really sure what he's doing, and just sort of, like, pushes her out of the way of the cars about as it's about to run her over and then turns off to chase it. And she shouts down the street after him, like, I had him! <laughs> yeah. I I love that, that, uh, that shot she takes. That's such a movie cliche um, for somebody to sort of run out on the street with a gun and hold it up and aim... And realize, no, I can't make that shot, or I can't take that shot, or I'm not going to take that shot. And yeah. they just sort of stand there. And they they let that hang for just that second, too, like not too long, but long enough that you think, oh, she's not going to. And then bang. And not only does she take the shot, but she just completely like hits the driver. Yeah, she just executes and, the guy from 100 yards like, with a handgun. Holy shit. Like, whoa, this this lady is ridiculous like i want more of her and <laughs> i mean obviously people did because she got her own tv show so um man yeah i, I 
I was just sort of pleasantly surprised watching it. I thought, um, yeah, I just thought it was a lot more enjoyable than I recall because I never really cared about Captain America. Um, that was definitely not a comic book hero uh, that sort of I cared at all about growing mm. up or or uh, even just as sort of the comic book craze of the, the 2000s had started to get underway, underway. I was never, I want a Captain America movie. Uh, and then when this came out, I was like, okay, I want another Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. And then we got, yeah, probably just two of the greatest movies in the in the series so far and i'm really really excited to watch them in fact if anything the this movie just made me so unbelievably excited to be able to get to watch uh the winter soldier again in a couple weeks yeah yeah i'm 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 just like counting down the calendar at this point (laughs) because god i love that movie so much um but i guess i mean we haven't really talked about uh we normally talk about the bad guy yeah uh let's talk about the bad guy all right. Uh, Which one? There's a Red couple Sk- of them. Well, let's talk about the big one. The Re- let's talk about Red Skull. All right. Um, I, I really, again, I mean, I'm a little blind to it because Hugo Weaving is great. I love him, uh, and I thought he'd do a really great job. Um, in terms of sort of comparing him to other Marvel bad guys, I'd put him up there, to be honest. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like... In terms of the character from the comics, he should be pretty good. Um, I think Hugo Weaving did a good job. I don't think they used him very well in this movie. Like he's the he's the enemy that you have to give to Captain America in the Captain America origin film. Like you, there's right. no two ways about it. You have to put him in. Um, but I don't feel like I don't feel like it had to be the like. The Red Skull in this feels interchangeable with power-hungry Nazi number three to me. Um, Hugo Weaving's performance is really good, but if they wanted to bring the Red Skull like Red Skull back and couldn't get Hugo Weaving to do it, they could replace him with another actor, and it would basically make no difference to the part at all. Uh, right. This is one of the ones where I think the the like the Marvel problem of not having great villains is like first and foremost present in the movie Um, because the red skull should be one of the big bads. He should be a character that they can bring back repeatedly and, and give some um, like interplay with Captain America over the course of his movies. And it's something they've evidently decided not to do, but the result is that Captain America's arch nemesis feels totally wasted in this film. Um, And like, but for what they like, they cast him well. He looks great. Um, he's acted well. It, it's just there's no, it's there's nothing to the part. That's fair. What other what other bad guys were you thinking of? Oh, I was thinking of Arnim Zola. Yeah, who comes back later, and he's he's good. He's yeah, he's really great. And yeah, he does, he comes back in uh, Winter Soldier, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, and he's great in that movie. I'm really excited uh, to see him in that one again, but. He's he's a really interesting character too. Uh you definitely get the sense that he doesn't really want to be there. Yeah. He he <laughs> like has he just... way more character in this movie than the Red Skull does. Yeah. Red Skull's like he... I want to conquer the world and Zola is basically a Nazi. 
um, yeah. who is like, I guess I'm with Hydra now because I don't want the Red Skull to murder me. Right, yeah. It's like, I just want to do, you know, creepy science that's going to kill a lot of people. And unfortunately, you know, now I'm stuck with these guys. Yeah, better go with it. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's like, you're a bad guy either way, but I, you just sort of have to feel a little bad for him just for a second there, uh, when, uh, during the scene with the, sort of the high-ranking high Nazi officials come and, and yeah. check out what he's been up to, and he just vaporizes them. Yeah, they realize that he's going to blow up Berlin, and then yeah. he vaporizes them, and yeah. the other Hydra soldiers around are all like, Hail Hydra! And then yeah. he looks over at Zola, and he's like, yeah. uh, uh, Hail Hydra! Hail. Yeah, <laughs> sounds, sounds good, I guess. I don't want to die. Yeah. Um, and then, fant- I love the, 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 the brief scene with him and uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, the interrogation. The interrogation scene is a very good scene, uh, which I really like. And yeah, he's really great. Man, again, just the, the casting. In yep. This movie is just so good. Everybody's just really, really good. Yep. And I think that's what might actually put this movie higher on my list than it maybe has a right to be. Hmm. But I I don't know. Like I, the casting is an important part of a movie. Um and this one definitely gets up there. So I let's do it. Let's uh Oh bef- well, let's do it. I don't want to cut you off. But I have a no, little bit of trivia to come back to. All right, all right. Uh, we'll come back to the trivia uh, after we rank this thing. So let's do it. So uh, I, I mentioned this to you last night at dinner. Yes. Um, I think if you, if somebody had come to me before we started this, before this was even an, an this podcast was even an idea in my head, and said rank phase one, I would have gone Avengers, Iron Man. Uh, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man 2, The Hulk. Right. Uh, that's just straight up, I think, what, a, what what my six would look like, what phase one would look like. Having now watched them all, uh, with the exception of the Avengers, which, I whatever, spoiler alert, it's going to be my number one uh, <laughs> come next week. Um, I I am putting, I'm going to, to change my my mind and say that this now ranks uh behind iron man Mm. and honestly in the last few days and i've i've been thinking about it a lot there were times where i was like i think i like this more than iron man um and casting wise i did and i think that's what was pushing it so high up that ladder um because at the end of the day it's it's an incredibly well-casted and acted movie, but it's not as good a story and actual structure as Iron Man. Mm. Um, Iron Man doesn't try to do anything super fancy, but it does it well. Yeah. And the, you know, you, we talked about this earlier, the ending, it falters. Um, and when a movie has a ending that falters, that hurts everything that came before it. And this one is definitely no different. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm putting this currently for this week for one week. It will be number two on my list. I see. 
Where are you gonna Where are you gonna put it, Matt? So I've been struggling with this basically all night, um, <laughs> and uh, like ever since yesterday when we had this conversation. So Iron Man is still my number one for okay. sure. Then Thor and Captain America fall somewhere around each other. Um, then Iron Man Two and the Hulk. And I don't know. I'm. I feel like I've got to give the edge to Thor. Oh wow! Um, mostly because, like, I don't know. I I came out of the gate being critical of this one, and I feel like the the lack of believability in the scenario created around the ending, um. Like that, that which that which when you compare it, <laughs> I know. Which I but find it, a little funny that you're comparing it to Thor. I know, which is a movie about a man who flies around and controls, but, but not movies. in that sense, right? Like <laughs> yeah, I know. it's I know. it's I like the the scenario <laughs> of like I have to crash the plane, but why? Why do you have to yeah. crash the plane? There's no reason to have to crash the plane. Go have your date. Um, versus like at least the things that happened at the end of Thor all were internally consistent. Yeah, that's um, fair. I don't know. I don't know. I like if I do have to put Thor ahead of it, it's a dead heat. Like they are real close to each other. Um But you're right. Like the the casting in this one is really good. The acting in this one is really good. When this one is like where this one shines, it shines brighter than Thor. Yeah. Um I just don't know that the total product is better. That's fair. Well, there it is. Mm, I got to pull the trigger, I guess. So I'm going Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man 2, Hulk. We have deviated. We've broken the trend. We are no longer exactly the same. Yeah. Although next week, I guarantee you, we're both going to put Avengers at number one. Very likely. Next week, I'm going to come back and be filled with regret for my ranking and want to reorder it. But, (laughs) yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's something that we could do at the end of this thing is, like, Sit down and be like, all right, want to change anything? Because <laughs> now's the chance. You got to lock this shit in for the for the next, you know, decade. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I feel like I feel like that's the right order that's for fair. me. All right. What was your uh, what was your piece of trivia? So a little bit of trivia um, was just, again, in relation to casting, because uh, you were talking about it. And we sort of haven't really talked about the, the Howling Commandos at all. Um, right, yeah. And, uh, like, Dum Dum Dugan is great. The the casting there, very, very good. Uh, the rest mean, of the Howling yeah. Commandos, yeah. very good. Uh, we have not touched on Bucky basically at all in this entire podcast so far. And yeah, he becomes such a central character to the character of, or like, to the arc of Captain America over the next several films that he's going to yeah, be important. That's, that's why I didn't feel like we needed to talk about him a whole lot here because yeah. yeah he becomes a massive part of the mcu uh in a couple yeah as you said in a couple films and i was like i mean like he plays his role here um yeah i mean sebastian he, stan well cast uh yeah absolutely like he but he's like he's not much of a character in this movie other than just you know he's cap's best friend and cap feels guilty because he died or did he Dun dun dun. He didn't die. Um, But the trivia that I mentioned Uh is, of course, one of the Howling Commandos 
is Jim Morita. And uh, Morita is played by, sorry, I'm just looking for the, the name of the actor, Kenneth Choi. Mm-hmm. Now, Kenneth Choi plays another part in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. He plays the principal of Peter Parker's school in Spider-Man Homecoming. And in a little throwaway bit in that movie, there is a picture of Jim Morita on the principal's desk as, like, his grandfather. Interesting. So, canonically, the principal of uh, of, P- of Peter Parker's high school, of Midtown Science and Tech, is the descendant of Jim Morita of the Howling Commandos. I'm just, yeah, I'm just reading the... Uh... So, Choi also plays Principal Morita in Spider-Man Homecoming. He is the unspecified descendant of Jim Morita and the principal of Midtown School of Science and Tech. Uh, first appears when he catches Peter Parker playing to sneak out during an exam. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like I remember uh, seeing that, but that's a pretty fun piece of trivia. Yeah, that's just a fun little bit of, of information. Um that uh, that if you're not aware of, it's a cute little callback. I like it That's quite sweet. a lot. And they, I'm pretty sure the Commandos um, do make an appearance, or at least a few appearances in the uh, Peggy Carter TV show. They might. I I have yeah. only watched the first season of Peggy Carter, and I don't remember it very well. I need to go back and That's watch fair. the whole thing. I'm pretty sure they do. Um, which was cool. It was nice to see them come back. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think that's gonna more or less wrap up our conversation about Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, We will be back next week talking about the Avengers, Avengers. which I am very excited to see. Me too. Um, And again, I, I I would probably be willing to put good money on the fact that I've seen the Avengers more than any other Marvel movie. Yeah, I think I probably have too. I think I've probably seen the Avengers more than any, and that's just sort of, because of it being on TV all the time. And, like, I've just seen bits and pieces of it for, you know, every Sunday. You know, you sit down, <laughs> turn on the TV, and it's just like, oh, look, the Avengers is on again. I guess we're watching this. Yeah. So, but that's fine. I love it, and I'm excited to watch again. But uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in this week. Appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Uh, you can find uh, myself and Matt over on the Twitters. Yep. Uh, I am at James underscore LRR. And Matt is Matt underscore LRR. Uh, of course, this podcast would not be uh, possible without the support that you all give us over on patreon.com slash loading ready run. We appreciate it. If you are not a patron, maybe go check it out. A uh, couple uh, $5 and $10 levels. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, look for a bit of a restructure to that coming soon, I would think. Ooh. Uh, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, and what else we got? LoadingReadyRun.com for all the other jazz and, and stuff we make. Yep. And uh, Matt streams over at twitch.tv slash Matt underscore LRR. That's right. And I have a YouTube and, channel uh, where I yeah. host a movie vlog and uh, my my VODs for my playthrough of Final Fantasy VI that I'm working on right now. Uh, so you can check me out on YouTube um, by searching my name and hopefully finding the right one. And, uh, yeah, I'd be thrilled cool. if you would stop on by. Hooray! All right. And with that, we will say goodnight and see you next week for Avengers.
Ah, I waited longer this time. See? You almost got fooled him. me. I got him this time. I, I honestly thought it was like, hmm, if I pause for too long, Matt's going to say something. No, I so was going to go with it. For... I was. I am aware that this joke is going to happen every single week, so I was going to wait you out. Excellent. That's good to know. Maybe I'll just add a second to it, or 10, or like 20 <laughs> minutes. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you're uh, responsible for editing this, so you have uh, total editorial control. 20 minutes of dead air. I like it. Let's Why is do this it. podcast uh, like four hours long? <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about the post credit scene. Uh in my opinion, it's got to be one of the best, right? Well, that depends on how you want to frame it. I was going to say it's probably the worst post credit scene in the series because it's just a trailer for Avengers. That's Well, that's fair. Uh, but it, I, it's so much more. It just feels like so much more than... Uh... Oh, yeah. I mean, you get to the end yeah. of this movie, like the first time you saw this in theaters... You got to the end of it, and you're like, I-, I-, I need it to be 2012 right now. Yeah. Why, why isn't it 2012 right now? Yeah. Don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's uh, it's so much fun. Uh, yep. I, I don't even, yeah. I mean, with this one, it's just, you're right. It is, but it's so much, it's so good, and it uh, gets you super hyped. I think, I w- I, I'm curious to know... I'd be curious to know if at one point the end of this movie, the end, like Rogers waking up, I'm wondering if at any point that was considered to be uh, the post credit scene. Maybe. And then they're and like, then they decided mm. that they had to put it in the movie. Well, a, they decided they, yeah, they had to put it in the movie because people needed to see it. Uh, Cause that was obviously very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It, the end is always kind of like because as we were getting closer to the end while I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, man, the post credit scene. It's so good. It's like him waking up and, and figuring out that he's not actually in 1940s and running away and ending up in Times Square. And I'm like, oh, wait, nope, that's just in the normal movie. It's right here. Yeah. Right. That's an outstanding scene, too. I really oh. like that sequence. It's so yeah. good. Oh, it's fantastic. It's yeah, it's phenomenal. I love that just running out to the to the Times Square and the cars driving up and Fury coming out. I think that's why. I think that's why you think because Nick Fury is there and yeah. he's the star of those post credit scenes. So, but yeah, yeah, it's super good. I agree. And then trailer for the Avengers. And, and then and then trailer for the Avengers. But whatever, it's a trailer for. I remember just we just losing our mind. Absolutely. Like, that was when right. you had proof positive that the Avengers was not only, like, planned, but actually coming out, and you had seen footage from it. Yeah, like, there that I just saw... I just saw Thor these... tap Captain America on the shoulder. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Um, I even still, like, even still watching it the other day, I was like, ah... I get to watch this next week. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could literally watch this right now, but I won't. <laughs> I will stick to my damn schedule of watching these on Sundays. But, you know, uh, it, it works. So, anyways, that's going to do it for yeah. the post-credit talk. Man, this thing is long. We're almost 50 minutes. I know. It's like we've got things to talk about. Time. It's true. 
we're going to keep these to like 20, 30 minutes tops. I, I knew 20 was never going to happen, but I figured we could do 30 <laughs> with the understanding that it would probably be closer to 40. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even but, come close to 30 minutes on a single one of these yet. No, we really haven't. I think I think if it's going to happen, it'll happen with the second Thor movie. <laughs> Maybe. Where we're just both, we both like, well, that sure was a movie. Let's rank yeah. it. All right. Out. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. All right. Let's take off. We'll see you all next week. All righty. Have a good night.